Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. The conversations following the Florida school shooting continue, and much of it is political and centers on how to keep kids safe while in school. The best solution coming out of Washington today is... To, to arm the teachers? Uh, I mean, what's next? To arm the students? I mean, that is, that's asinine. A reasonable approach would be to, let's have a discussion about having armed uh, individuals in the school. It would be voluntary teachers with concealed carry permits, but also significant training on top of that. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residents offering affordable living in a country setting. Our Western New York congressional delegation is talking about guns, school safety, and what to do. I think everybody agrees that there's just certain people that shouldn't have guns. I was at the Peace Bridge Monday for an event with Congressman Brian Higgins, and we talked about the issues. Whether it's it's people that are uh, you know are, are suffering from some mental illness or uh, an adolescent. Uh, and I think coming up with sensible gun safety legislation uh, is a must here. And I think that legislation has to be, has to reflect the reality on the ground. I mean, you know, you're looking at a situation today where our police are overpowered uh, by individuals with semi-automatic rifles and weapons uh, that allows them to kill a lot of people very, very quickly. You look at uh, what happened in Florida uh, you look at what happened in Orlando previous to that. You look at what happened in Connecticut. And you have a situation where you had one shooter uh, killing uh, dozens of people within a very, very short period of time. You know, the, the, the police agencies, by and large, uh, are advancing ideas for... Uh, for gun safety. And I think, you know, we need to, in Congress, uh, come up with a bipartisan resolution to this issue, which will reduce gun violence, help to reduce gun violence in, in, in America. You know, somebody once told me that gun control is a, uh, a steady hand. Well, a steady hand requires a sound mind. And I just think when you look at, at the power of the weaponry today, uh, you know, the, the framers of the Constitution could never have anticipated this kind of hell. And when you see kids that are six and seven that are slaughtered uh, with by one shooter in a very, very short period of time, and, you know, the, the, the best solution coming out of Washington today is to, to arm the teachers. Uh, I mean, what's next? To arm the students? I mean, that is, that's asinine, and it's, it's, uh, it's counterproductive. So I think... Uh, nobody wants to take anybody's guns that uh, have them legally, use them lawfully. Uh, my, the gun owners that I know are, are highly, highly um, sensitive to the issue of public safety. Uh, but there's just certain people that should not have guns. And uh, the power of these guns, there's no technology that advances more quickly in our society than the technology of killing. 
uh, every day uh, 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 weapons are made to kill more people uh, more quickly and the fact that these guns are finding uh, you know are, are found in the hands uh, of people that when you look back they have exhibited uh, behavior that was brought to the attention of law enforcement officials uh, so I think you know we need something we need something not uh, to appease the people that are concerned but to really come up with uh, something that will be workable and that will have a positive impact as it relates to gun violence. Look, law enforcement is, is all about, uh, you never get credit for what didn't happen, but that's what law enforcement's all about, uh, trying to ensure that something uh, doesn't happen. And you're never going to eliminate this altogether. But what we can do and what we should do is everything possible by utilizing the expertise of people in these, these areas, including law enforcement. You know, they are a very powerful voice. Uh, they are on the ground uh, dealing with these, these issues each and every day and not to meaningfully take into consideration uh, their views on these issues. I think it's very, very short-sighted. So, um, it, you know, it, it, as I said, you know, the... the, the I want to help to protect the integrity of gun ownership. A lot of people say it's not about new laws. It's about laws that are already on the books and things not being you know, uh, followed as, as they are right now. Yeah, you know what, Tim? I, I, I reject that. And I, and I think that this, what's, what's happened historically and what's different now is when there was a gun tragedy, I'm talking about prior to the last decade, uh, it seemed as though every state was enacting new laws, but when you look at the, the, the compilation of those laws, uh, rarely would they have uh, uh, avoided uh, the tragedy that influenced the enactment of that law in the first place. And that's why I think you need a really thoughtful approach here, and I think you need people of, 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 of good, good will. Uh, on both parties uh, to come together and to take into account uh, the expertise of people, uh, particularly policing agencies that do this work every single day. Um, and Congress needs to have hearings on this and really flush this thing out because it's not going to help us to just uh, enact a, a law that uh, provides for a waiting period without, you know, really demonstrated we demonstrating whether or not uh, that law would have helped us. Uh, to to avoid the tragedies that we've been dealing with uh, in the last, especially the last five years. So have have a conversation about new laws, perhaps pass new laws. Well, what about you know dozens of times going to this kid's house? Uh, it seems like law enforcement did drop the ball in some regard. And that's fair, Tim. That's that's certainly fair. And I think that's what you find out when you. I'm not talking about a conversation. I'm talking about real congressional hearings where you have expertise uh, before the appropriate committee. Uh, be it judiciary, I, I'm not quite sure which one, uh, where you really take expertise, including those kinds of issues. Uh, how was uh, this individual uh, able to uh, escape uh, the, the, the jurisdictional uh, watch of the policing agencies that should have been on top of this thing? He explicitly said that he was going to shoot up a school. I mean, what more... Uh, information do you need to at least uh, question that individual uh, very aggressively? But when again, when you look at the, the, the you know the nightclub in 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 Orlando, Florida, you know one shooter, uh, 50 people dead, 49 injured, one shooter. Uh, people are talking about you know put a police officer in every school. Well, I'll tell you what, the police officers are outgunned. And I think, you know, we need the expertise of the policing agencies to ensure that any new law 
that would be taken into consideration isn't, you know, simply cosmetic. That, look, if, you know, that's, it's not my expertise. I, I, I'm not going to mislead you into believing that, you know, guns are my core competence. It, it is not. But I, and that's why you need congressional hearings to, to hear from people that have a unique perspective. Uh, and I think policing agencies are, you know, they need to be heard. You know, when's the last time that we've really listened closely uh, to the various policing agencies about, you know, what is needed to curb gun violence, be it an individual incident or uh, a mass shooting that we've experienced here. I think this has changed. I think, you know, we've reached a tipping point, uh, but I think we have to be smart about this, and I think we have to be thoughtful about, uh, before we take uh, action, I think congressional hearings are needed uh, to highlight uh, the commonality of these gun tragedies, uh, but also the uniqueness of them, uh, to ensure that uh, the response is one that is responsible, comprehensive, and will really uh, uh, help us achieve a reduction of gun violence in America. On the other side of the aisle, Congressman Chris Collins. He spent time with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski talking about guns and school safety and criticized the gun-free zone aspect of today's schools. In other cases where things have happened, there's been a good guy with a gun that has taken the shooter out. Uh, but that's not the case of schools. So I think a reasonable approach would be to ha- let's have a discussion about having armed uh, individuals in the school. It would be voluntary teachers with concealed carry permits, but also significant training on top of that, on proficiency in the use of guns, training on, uh, you know, what would happen in a shooter situation. Uh, you know, not, not just somebody who randomly has a concealed carry permit. Let's remember uh, a lot of schools. I know when President Obama, uh, his kids went to a a school that was loaded with security guards. So uh, I think if something happens, you'd want your child to be in a classroom where a teacher who was proficient with the use of a firearm had one to take the guy down. So it's a discussion at this point in time. Uh, The far left, unfortunately, has politicized this. I do remind them everyone that in 2009 Obama, Pelosi, Reed and Schumer could have done anything they wanted relative to gun control or for that matter minimum wage uh or immigration when they controlled everything including 60 senators and they chose to do nothing and now you know their hypocrisy is something to behold as they now point fingers at Republicans for inaction when you know they could have done any of these things in 2009 and they politicize them at every turn. You know, we should be having a discussion on video games, on social media, on, frankly, uh, inattentive parents, FBI, etc., and, and not this thought of a semi-automatic weapon that was designed in 1885. Well, what do you think about tougher background checks or raising the age, minimum age, for rifle purchases? Well, I, I think, you know, we have pretty, pretty tough uh, background checks in new york so no i certainly don't have a problem with a discussion in that matter uh but in this case this individual did go through a background check uh it it may have been faulty but you know it happened you know in newtown the kid stole his his mother's gun so there, there wasn't even an issue of a background check he stole the weapons i believe uh you know there there are things that we 
can, and the president's taking a lead on this. And, uh, you know, it, certainly other things need to be talked about. You know, like I said, the, the impact of violent video games and social media has a lot to do with, you know, these kids uh, growing up in a different environment. But we've had semi-automatic weapons for 130 years. What's changed is, in fact, I think the social media aspect, 24-7 news, copycat, uh, it, it all it all needs to be discussed, and you know when we talk about drunk drivers, we don't blame the car. So, well, uh, Chris, there's a need for cars, a need for all these other things. Do you think there's a need for a weapon like an AR-15? Well, an, an AR-15, by the way, is not an assault rifle. That stands for the company that manufactured it, Armalite Rifle. Uh, I think a lot of folks like to hunt. Uh, they like target shooting. Again, this is not an assault weapon. And a semi-automatic rifle. Well, it's been used in countless assaults, murders. Well, sure. Uh, you know, there's 330 million guns in America. 300 million are semi-automatic. You know, I have four or five myself. Not rifles, but but uh, handguns. Uh, it's it's the Second Amendment constitutional right of americans to keep and bear arms and uh the, the fact that a a psychopath has taken a semi-automatic rifle something that was like i said it's been around for 130 years and in this environment does what they do it's the individual that committed the crime that, that committed uh the the act not to, it would have been something else it would have been a handgun uh you know, I know there are people who think there shouldn't be shouldn't be guns at all, but we do have a Second Amendment. You know, a nine millimeter Glock uh, is just as potent a, a weapon as a semi-automatic rifle, and a semi-automatic rifle is not an assault weapon. An assault weapon is something that's an automatic weapon. They've been banned since the 1930s. And the conversation, of course, will continue. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.